ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, Shout out to everyone we've been seeing. Liking, following, subscribing, leaving reviews. It's much appreciated. Um, A little holiday gift for us. So... Thank you guys so much. Okay, so today we are recapping season three, episode 19, The First Last. And the original air date was March 22nd, 2010, my mom's birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Judy. Happy birthday. A Um, a 2010 baby. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's one of those weird instances. I'm actually older than my mom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the episode was directed by Patrick R. Norris and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Roger Grant, and Matt Whitney. The IMDb summary is the ZBZ seniors push to win the last competition before they graduate. So we start at the KT house. Um, they're golfing indoors blindfolded, or Cappy specifically is golfing indoors blindfolded. And Rusty walks in with Dana. He wants to introduce her to the brothers and to Cappy. And Cappy starts giving her his Girl Scout cookie order. He is in his flop bear. I'm having a hard time grappling with his personality in the back half of this season. Um and Rusty's like, no, this is like the girl I'm dating, Dana. And he doesn't even really say sorry. I'm like, I get it, whatever. Cappy is like being Cappy, but, but just like, come on. <laughs> the devolution of Mr. Cappy is a little upsetting. And then he introduces her to the group of pledges, and he is trying to think of anything that they've accomplished in the past year. And he can't think of anything and neither can them because they don't really do anything. And then he starts like listing off all the things that he did, like um, when he stole that, like, what was that? That continuum thing? Um, Oh, the thing from the ultimate Christmas present? Yeah, the thing from the ultimate Christmas present. And Dana kind of, it kind of makes Dana uncomfortable. She's like, oh, you did all these things. You were the person who stole it. She's not like annoyed, but she's kind of processing it like, huh. She's like, I heard about that. Well, and she's probably on guard anyway, because Cappy just called her a Girl Scout and then wasn't interested in knowing anything else about her. So then we find out that tomorrow is the Greek gods golf game And that's why Cappy is golfing blindfolded because he's excited because he's going to get a chance to go toe-to-toe with Evan and beat him in this last sort of hurrah. Um, And he's like, I have a secret plan of how I'm going to do it. And Dana's like, oh, what's your plan? He won't tell her. And he's like, she's like, oh, you're not going to tell a girl. And then Rusty's like, well, I don't know, like, the plan. Does anyone? And it's just like awkward. Like he's being very secretive about this plan. So now we are at the ZBZ house and Casey and Ashley are talking about how they're about to head into 
a round of lasts with only six weeks left, which by the way, <laughs> this we have this is the second to last episode in season three. And suddenly we are given the gift of time six weeks. We have condensed so many storylines into what has felt like a three-week period in CRU. And they've been holding on to six weeks at the end of the semester. <laughs> But it's March 10th. It's March 10th is the day that she says in this scene. Yeah, so it's only been like 10 days since, or like like maybe two weeks since Mardi Gras. It's also so close to when this actually aired because it aired March 22nd. So it's like, we're almost in like real time now. That's crazy. So anyway, they're talking about the last and then um, Casey's like, last six weeks of my relationship with Cappy. And Ash is like, oh, skirt. And then they see Rebecca is back from visiting her mom um, and they think she's moping at the breakfast table. And Ashley's like, this could be one of your last chances to go be there for your little sis. Um, I think she's taking the breakup really hard. And then she bursts out laughing at like whatever magazine she's reading. And Casey's like, it doesn't look like she's really struggling that much, but she goes over anyway and she like offers herself up to be a shoulder to cry on or a person to vent to if she needs. And Rebecca's like, I'm good. Thanks. Like, like of all people that you would want, it would probably not be this <laughs> kind of fraught relationship, hot and cold for years. Um, And this is when Lara walks in with the school newspaper. Is something wrong? <laughs> Before that, though, like, Casey gets pissed off by Rebecca saying she's fine. Like, she gets upset. And she's like, wow, I just thought that you might be upset and want to show some real human emotion. Yeah, she does. She does call her out. She's like, you are. Yeah. Like, she. why is she mad at her right now? I don't I don't know. (laughs) She's basically claiming she's a sociopath. I guess like, I thought they were like, like on kind of okay terms. I know they're not like besties, but is it because she was dating Evan or like I just think Casey has like a problem with Rebecca. Like I think no matter what, like they would never really drive. Yeah, and it's I- really elevated in this episode, as we'll see. Yeah. Laura walks in and on the newspaper, it's announced that they like scrapped the sorority event for Greek Week. Um, but they still are doing the guys event. No, so what it is, is that there was always this guy's event planned, but it was separate from Greek Week. Greek Week was supposed to be everyone competing together, like doing like an actual week-long event. What they reinstate is the goddess event. That's like the side to the god event. Wait, but let's just- not get, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to Catherine. Okay, but it's not, they're not scrapping like the girl version. They're scrapping Greek Week, which everyone would have participated in, even the fraternities. So they're upset because this was going to be their last chance to win blue ribbon points and get to number one before the end of the year. So something's amiss. And Casey goes to see Catherine. Um, she knocks on her dorm and Natalie pops out. And of course, we find out that Natalie planted the seed about the budget cutting and using that budget for the following year. She's like, I didn't think that they were going to take me up on that idea. Um, And Casey is like fuming. And she's also like, isn't this Catherine's room? Like, why are you even here? 
And Natalie's on her way out and she's like, by the way, tell Ashley to say hi to Pete for me if they're still dating. And this is, I think this is when we find out they're not because he was in Chicago, stayed over and we never really heard anything about that. I'm personally relieved to find out that's over. Um, He needed to go perform at the Coliseum. He had a residency. So he said, I have to go to Roma. Mm -hmm. Catherine is like, Casey, I am just as surprised as you are. Like, I don't know what is going on here, but we really can't reinstate this because it has to be voted on their bylaws blah 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 um and then she's like I wish there was something we could do but maybe there could be an argument made to reinstate the goddess portion of the Greek god week um if there were a hypothetical beauty pageant event that was like basically canceled in the 80s she's saying um and Casey is like looking at her kind of confused but then is picking up what she's putting down like Catherine doesn't want to be the person who (laughs) suggests a beauty pageant yeah so Casey's like oh yeah like maybe we should propose bringing back the goddess beauty pageant Catherine's like oh my gosh no we're not gonna do a beauty pageant it should be about like personality and all these other things um but then they agree on like getting this reinstated because that would not have to be voted on because of the precedent Casey's like oh I'm surprised that you know you aren't just happy to have Gamma Psi finish number one um and Catherine's like well honestly I would have preferred to fight it out um during Greek week but I don't even really care because I'm going to yell (laughs) (laughs) The only kind of healthy-minded person approaching graduation. Now we are at the Omega Chi house and Grant is pitching Calvin on going on a gay cruise for spring break. And Calvin is every bit of skeptical. And as they're having this, it's like a timeshare info session vibe. Um, homophobic trip knocks on their door and he's like, Calvin, there's a Jehovah's Witness here to see you. <laughs> and it's it's little Daly uh trailing behind him. <laughs> so Dale walks in. I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Dale walks in and he's like, Calvin, listen, like I Adam in my Bible study thinks he might be gay. Um or he, he says he thinks he might be, you know, like you and Calvin's like Catholic. Kind of surprising to find out Calvin is practicing Catholic, if that's what's implied. He's like, no, he might be gay. Um, and we don't have anyone in the church like you who could talk to him. And Calvin is looking at him and he's like, that we know of. And Calvin's like, sure, you know, I'm happy to talk to him. Um, and at this point, I'm like, okay, nice. Like Dale going out of his way to be really kind to a gay guy in his church. Like he's come a long way. Yeah. From accepting, but then, you know, maybe we'll see some slight. Still, still a good gesture, I think. Mm-hmm. So Rusty and um, Casey are near the coffee cart together and Rusty is trying to see if Casey knows what uh, Cappy's secret plan is. And he's like, 
I'm forgetting that one part of the plan in case he's like, I don't know the plan either. So you're not going to get any information out of me. And he goes to sit down. Evan comes up to Casey and apologizes to her for punching Rusty. And he's like, look, classic wrong place at the wrong time. I (laughs) was upset and I took it out on Rusty. And she's like, okay, like you can apologize to him. He's right here. And Evan is like winces and really doesn't want to, but he goes up and he's like, sorry about that and rusty looks up also the power dynamic rusty's in this little folding chair looking up at evan looming over him and he's like i don't accept your apology and which is rude but also it's like honestly fair enough like this guy keeps decking you yeah Evan goes immediately into defense mode and he's like, well, you know what? You and your sick brothers put Beaver up to sleeping with Rebecca to get revenge against me for getting your brothers expelled. Like, Evan, deluded king. That is a stretch. Delulu king over here. It it reminds me of that episode of Friends where Ross's parents hate Chandler because he blamed... Chandler for getting him to or for like smoking weed in his room <laughs> and then he says who should I say tricked me into doing this <laughs> like Evan's out here being like Rebecca was tricked she was bamboozled led astray and he's like clearly believing it yeah, he never was, even said that it, like he came up with that on no I know I was kind of surprised that this didn't like that Rusty didn't really because I feel like Rusty didn't really say that didn't happen he he's like no he kind of does but also I think it's clearly because Evan saw that trinket in Rebecca's room and now he's like wait maybe she does have a heart and she was just tricked yeah Uh, which I she does have a heart and she was not tricked I'll go on the record of saying (laughs) two things can exist at once (laughs) Um, but yeah, Rusty is like, uh, yeah, whatever. You're just humiliated and you're going to keep being humiliated when Cappy beats you tomorrow. And then I forget like the exact wording for why this comes out, but Evan knows that this is going to be a deep cut and he drops the bomb that he's like, well, Cappy and I like squashed things last semester and we were friends. We buried the hatchet. So don't you know that? He says something about his golf game. Like he's like, oh, well, if it says... If it's like last semester when we played, like he talks about a specific thing of the, about Cappy's golf game, then like he's not going to beat me. And then yeah. Rusty's like, how do you know that? How do you know about his golf game? You mean when you played freshman year, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and Evan is so satisfied to see that Rusty is completely mortified to have found this out. <laughs> and Rusty takes the bait every time. That's the problem is he always falls into the trap. I was, I would have thought maybe he was just like lying. Like if I were Rusty, yeah. I would have been like, okay, whatever. You're trying to like razz me. Right. But- yeah. He's so hurt by this. He's like, how could Cappy not tell me? It's like, maybe it's because Cappy's a bad friend to you, Rusty. <laughs> could it be? 
he doesn't believe in you. He doesn't tell you things. And he just insulted your girlfriend your at back. the beginning of this episode. Yeah, he doesn't care that you have a new girlfriend. So now we're back at the CBZ house and Dale sneaks up behind Lara, surprises her, and she pushes him into the kitchen. And she's like, look, I don't like surprises and I don't like PDA. And he's like, but I need some PDA for my GF, which... Love to confirm that there's some sort of sexual relationship going on here. And Laura's like, let's not label it. I want to keep this in the pantry. It's more fun if it's a secret, this relationship. And Dale agrees and he's like, good to hear you're calling it a relationship. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps for daily. Um, so then in the next room, Laura walks into the chapter meeting. Ashley is giving the rundown on the pageant that has since been reinstated um, after the conversation with Catherine. And she's like, okay, we need to pick a ZBZ who represents the house. And everybody immediately is like, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. And she's like, no, no, I'm a retired pageant. And she starts talking about how she was like really in the pageant circuit, like toddlers and tiara style. She's like, I hung up my flipper when I was six. The pressure got to me and it's like very clearly triggering to her. Um, which I'm sure it would be like any, that seems like you're just setting your kid up for a life of triggers. Like, not that I haven't watched toddlers and tiaras. I'm certainly guilty of indulging. And so then they're like, okay, well then Casey, uh, I forget who nominates Casey, but someone nominates Casey and then it's Ashley. The only oh. person that <laughs> her number one. Yeah, I was like, is it Betsy? But Betsy nominated Ashley, right? They oh, all yeah. nominated Ashley. They all nominated Ashley. So, but yeah. then they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then Beth walks in. All of a sudden, Beth is standing in the middle of the atrium, and she's like, I nominate Rebecca. And they turn around and they're like, can she even do that? And she's like, not. I, she was never technically reinstated after she like. Became an icky. Ickies, but she just lingers and Rebecca is like I accept and she is beaming and Casey turns around and she's like honestly Rebecca like I think it's just a better idea if I do this like all of your scandal is not really a good look and it's not going to help us and she extinguishes this young lady's flame so quickly and it's hurtful of course and so Rebecca just gets up and walks out and nobody like goes to say anything to her. Not even Beth. Not even Beth who nominated her. Yeah. She disappears again. We never, we don't see her for the rest of the episode. I don't think. Jump scare. Beth scare. Spook. <laughs> Beth scare. Rusty is uh, approaching Cappy now who is reenacting some Caddyshack scene in the middle of the campus golfing the whole episode he's like doing caddyshack bits um and he confronts him about the evan situation and cappy cops to it he's like yeah we had a truce um and that and then rusty's like were you friends with him when he got our brothers expelled um and 
Cappy is lets him know that that is true. Um, and Rusty's just like getting flustered now, and he's like, "You didn't tell me about this. You won't tell me about this plan. What what's going on here? I'm so annoyed." And then Cappy sees, um people running towards them in those scary like plastic presidential masks he's like ronald reagan and it's and rusty's like what are you talking about and then they get kidnapped they get sacks thrown over their their heads and kidnapped and i will say this happening in the middle of a college campus and no one saying anything it was frightening it was and it was a very populated area really scary if you're wondering what the presidents are it was bill reagan and bush interesting symbolism no (laughs) yes it's foreshadowing it is what is it foreshadowing everything the pageant (laughs) obviously uh the god challenge the goddess god challenge of course of course cappy and rusty they like take the sacks off of their heads and we we have a reveal of where they are they're in a shed and it's really scary there's like a couple of like (laughs) nunchucks i want to (laughs) say like (laughs) spiked i don't know those things that you kind of swing around and they have spikes on them Mm -hmm. and they're like they're kind of figuring out who kidnapped them and i think cappy even suggests jigsaw from <laughs> Saw, which I recently saw. I saw How Saw long? this fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's really intense, really scary. Would not recommend. No, I don't plan on ever. Um, but Rusty's basically saying, like, this was totally the Omega Kai's. And uh he's also saying that like Cappy, it's Cappy's fault because Cappy was like not coming up with a revenge plan. And Rusty's also still really mad because he hasn't really gotten like they're there this argument is still very fresh how cappy was friends with evan when their three brothers got expelled wasn't it jeremy wade and heath no not heath who was the third oh no who was the third jeremy wade i was about to say melon (laughs) (laughs) it was melon not melon my there mind is a, going blank. There was, he had like a... It's okay. I if can, it comes to you, just interrupt me. I can me see his it. face. Describe his face. Describe his face I, in detail. The name Goose Drop is coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making things up. I should have like paused it because I always watch with subtitles so I can hear like the lines. I'm going to look at it. I think they just kept saying our brothers or Honestly, or maybe that was my brain editing. <laughs> oh my god, Jared, but when you figure it out, Jacqueline, give us hints. Give us okay. hints, yeah. Don't completely just tell us. Oh, okay. All right, Aaron wasn't like far off. It's an animal name. Ferret. Ferret. Oh. <laughs> okay, that feels so Who's good strong? to know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a pretty quick scene. We pretty much just know that they're in this like shed. Yeah, um, and they're fighting. The girls and they're, are fighting. Yeah, they're fighting and they're tied to chairs. They that's an they're important duct detail. They're that's duct taped to chairs, an important detail. So now on campus, Casey and Evan are walking, and Casey is explaining to Evan that pageants are actually all about female empowerment. 
She and has Evan, forgiven Evan for punching her brother. So quickly. <laughs> not not but five minutes later. <laughs> so he's she didn't about, actually was she mad? No. <laughs> I don't think she cared that much. Mildly yeah, she was like disappointed. Peed. Yeah. So he's asking about like the swimsuit portion, and she said that they removed it from the competition, and he's disappointed. And then Rebecca approaches and she goes. My big sis and my ex, so much for sisterhood. Kind of like poking at Casey for like uh her sisterhood attempt earlier in the episode. And Casey's like, I don't think like you understand, like I can't really pick sides here. Um, and Rebecca starts kind of getting pissed at Casey and she's like, What will you do next year without ZBZ to validate yourself? Uh, because she's upset that Casey gets to compete in the pageant. And then Rebecca tells Evan that she knows he stole the necklace and that she should go to the cops, but she won't, which makes them even. Yeah. And he also, the look on his face when he finds out that she clearly knows and is going to say to his face, you went into my room and stole that cage jeweler's necklace, which by the way, Hulu kept showing me a cage jeweler's ad during this. No. Um... He is, like, really looking embarrassed, as he should. That was weird. It was humiliating. Yeah, and she put that together really quickly. Well, yeah, she probably went to go wear it. it Oh, true, yeah, I'm, like, thinking, now I'm thinking about, like, who else would have actually taken that? Yeah, exactly. Beth? (laughs) Beth was seen in the house. (laughs) I could see Beth having, like, a klepto streak. (laughs) But she's not even serious. really knowing, not even really knowing she's like stealing, like just being like, oh, I just want this. Just like putting it on and leaving. Yeah. So now Calvin, Dale, and Adam are chatting at a table. And Adam tells Calvin that he thinks he might be gay because he saw New Moon six times. Is that a second Twilight movie? I think I so. think so. And Adam is really sweet. He's kind of like, um, he seems a little bit younger. He's like kind of soft-spoken and he tells Calvin that his pastor said that being gay is lonely and that he'll never really have like a healthy relationship. And Calvin's like, well, that's not true. I have a boyfriend. And then Adam kind of starts pressing Calvin about him and Grant, like wanting the same thing. And you can kind of see Calvin start to second guess himself because in his mind, he's immediately thinking, oh my gosh, the gay cruise. (laughs) one thing that this cast is gonna do is realize something tangentially related to what (laughs) someone is saying in a different context and have a look in their eye yeah (laughs) you want the same things no i want to go to myrtle beach (laughs) yeah that's an important fact is that the rest of the crew is going to myrtle beach and Calvin, like, wants to go celebrate with them at, like, the last spring break, but... Also, uh, he hated Myrtle Beach last year, and he kept calling Michelle. (laughs) He kept calling Michelle. And now all of a sudden, he's had a change of heart. (laughs) He literally was like, bye. (laughs) Going to Michelle. Yeah, Dale suggests that Calvin should bring Grant to show, like, how happy, gay, and committed he is. Um, so he's like, you should bring Grant next time we have coffee. And Calvin's kind of like, uh, sure. I was honestly a little confused where this was going. I don't know why, but I had this idea that like 
Grant and Adam were going to have a thing. Did you have that thought? At first, before I saw Adam, when Dale walked in, I was like, mayhaps a spark will fly. But Adam is very much like he looks almost prepubescent. He looks really young. Like, I I feel like we've just been waiting for Calvin and Grant to break up. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen. I just feel like it's going to happen. And it was like, this is the possibility. Yeah. Also, I think that like this guy, I was assuming he was going to be in college, but I think it's just somebody in Dale's church. So I think he's like in high school. Yeah, I think so too. I also think he's supposed to be like to Calvin, like, oh, this guy is like just starting his journey as like a young gay man. And like, technically so is Grant. So I feel like that's part of the realization. There's like a parallel there. And Calvin's realizing that. He's realizing, realize, 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 if you will. So true. Now in the KT house, the boys are playing 90s TV tag. And Dana arrives and she's like, hey, I haven't been able to reach Rusty. Have you seen him? And they're like, oh, try Cappy. But then they quickly realize that no one has heard from Cappy either. And so Dana being the genius she is, she very quickly puts together that it's weird that they both go missing on the day of the golf tournament where they specifically want to beat the Omega Kai's. And Beaver immediately knows they were kidnapped. He's like, he he immediately knows this. No, he doesn't. Wait. Yeah, they realize. Yeah, They're they like, realize, oh. but only because Dana's been saying that. Yeah, like yeah, once, after she, I mean, yeah. once she like said says it, no, she it. has no idea. Wait, but no, but saying that Beaver immediately realizes is giving No, but Beaver is acting like, Beaver is acting like he realize he's figured it out he's like yeah, i had this idea like he's been the first to figure it out when in reality it's like <laughs> obviously dana yeah i think he even says dana stopped talking they were kidnapped <laughs> like he yeah. he basically yeah. is thinking like i figured this out and someone goes it's almost tea time and then beaver says we don't have time for tea <laughs> beave. Oh. beave our little genius our little Truly. our baby einstein <laughs> little Einstein. Einstein. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is kind of funny. Casey and Ashley are walking around before the pageant, and it, Casey's like holding like a garment bag, um, with her dress in it. And Casey's like, I can't believe Rebecca thinks I'm doing this for the credit, um, or that I can't let it go. That like I can't let ZBZ go. And it's like, hmm, really, Casey? You can't believe that. And, um. Ashley's like, you need to stop worrying about that and focus more on smizing. And when she says that Natalie and some, like this random girl that we have not yet met approach and they're like, oh, we heard you were competing, Casey. And so then Natalie introduces, oh my gosh, I wrote down Natalia. Natalie introduces (laughs) Casey to her competition, Eliana Hernandez, a recent transfer from UCLA from originally from Venezuela. Like clearly scouted for this purpose specifically like I would love to see her like statements of enrollment in CRU because I do not buy it and who transfers from Los Angeles to Ohio although very similar climates how did Natalie convince her yeah were they paying her I mean they must have been they're doing something here to get Eliana to like compete for them it's like how did she just transfer and then also become a Gamma Psi 
They skim some off the top of whatever insurance money they got from the fire. Casey says, you know, that she's on her way to the tailor. And Natalie's like, well, good thing Eliana won't need that because she fits model sizes. <laughs> and like Ashley and Casey are kind of shaken by this. And like Ashley's really upset because she's like Venezuela almost always wins Miss Universe. Oh, yeah. She's California like, dominates Miss sick. USA. It's like this is like this. She was basically born to win this competition. She is like and this this girl, too, looks like very much like a pageant girl. She has like a pageant smile. Triggered. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Ashley's clearly getting all of her, like, information from her brief pageant days and America's Next Top Model. Like, basically, <laughs> she is Tyra. Which is fair. I feel like I got, I feel like I get a lot of my information in life from America's Next Top Model. Right, right. This I learned a lot binge watching that show. Lots of life lessons. In very formative years. <laughs> <laughs> Like on a sick day, it's just like cycle nine is on. It's like, okay, that's my plan for the entire day. Yeah, that's my who day. Was the, who was the one girl? Like, I always remember her cover girl commercial. Carrie Lou or Carrie, Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann sounds right. What about her? Carrie Ann English. Something like that. Carrie Lou English. Oh, I just yeah. remember that cover girl commercial because I think she won and that was my favorite season. Carrie's big problem was that she had eczema. <gasps> that was her, or psoriasis. That was her big struggle. <gasps> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. The and tricks this Tyra would play on them, too. Like, she would do these, like, things where it was like, we're going to tell them all that they got cut. And then they're all, like, sobbing. And she's like, just kidding. I think we're all out. going to Thailand. <laughs> Yeah, I recently found out that she gave a girl a gap tooth. Yeah, yeah. she well, and she took away a gap tooth too. <laughs> <laughs> the makeover <laughs> episodes were always <laughs> like a surgery. rough watch, but like they yeah, were so. I remember watching this girl go into the dentist's office and have what is like probably two years worth of gradual braces work to close a gap of like it was a consider it was like a gorgeous gap like it was a defining feature that would have served her very well in the industry yeah the gaps and are they, like in they go in and like do like she is completely traumatized by she gets out of the dentist's office at like dentist hospital at like 4 a.m sobbing oh my god she doesn't win or at least to my knowledge I never did if you had long hair they were chopping it off which makes no sense what because just put a wig of short hair if you want like come on yeah and like they would always do makeovers too that like it, yeah, like the like the gap tooth example, like it actually wouldn't really serve them in the modeling world. They just like wanted to shock the audience. Well, yeah, and cutting their hair so short that they couldn't do anything with it. They had such a specific look then. Like they wouldn't even give them like a chic bob. They were like, no, I'm actually going to like shave your head. Yeah, and it was always I the girls like, who really loved their hair too. Yeah. Like, oh, if you voiced any opinion about liking your hair at all, you were screwed. It, it was coming yeah. off. God forbid somebody I think like I saw one or two seasons of a girl being like I'm out like I'm yeah. out of this competition like or I'm not doing this if that means you're kicking me out and they would yeah they would yeah. they were like, Bye. like you're a bad sport they're conditioning them for the 
like Marines. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. Like psychological like, torture. They, the Marines, I don't know if they can handle it. No. It is Not psychological. Some of that. I like recently watched the, I like recently, like probably too recently. This was like a couple months ago. I recently watched the entire cycle where like Rita Ora is the host. I, I never that watched happened. that one. It was rough. She <laughs> did not hand over mouth. <laughs> it was not the same as as Tyra. Like she just couldn't really deliver quite like Tyra, yeah. but she was like a lot like nicer and like more humane. We'll see. That's not that fun. Yeah, it was, and I think too, like it's it's like Tyra was still producing it, so they would still like do things that made the girls unhappy, but like Rita <laughs> wouldn't really take ownership of it. She was like, the powers that be, I don't know. But, like, we were not watching to find out more about the model industry. Let's be real. We were watching to see this We were watching, yeah, we were watching torture. And it was very rare that even, like, even some of the winners, like, I don't think they really even had, like, very long modeling careers after that show. Carrie D. English, that was her name. Very the English. But it's the same thing. Like, you can't put another host in for Tyra. It's like giving somebody else the structure of Wendy Williams' show, where it's like, <laughs> no, that show only works because that woman is nuts. It's like it exists for her. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch somebody else do this structure. It's not going to be fun. Clap no. if they should suffer. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, this makes... Now, when, yeah. you, when you watch this episode though. and you see Ashley's reactions take into context everything we just said about and yeah ashley is pulling a mother god and she's being she's channeling tyra she is channeling tyra and ashley when she demonstrates the smize like you she really can smize she can smize oh the yeah girl can smize. i also think casey could smize I, I just think like in this episode she's not really like we don't really get yeah. a chance to see her smize but she has the eyes where she could totally do it Smize eyes for sure. So now we're back in the shed, <laughs> and Cappy really, really has to pee. Um, and then Rusty discovers some WD forty, and he's able to untie himself. Like he's able to basically like dissolve the duct tape. Yeah. Um. So he's like, guess all that time in the lab really did pay off. Um. He's the only one getting. In actually, in the Cartwright's defense, they are the only two people actually getting fed up with his antics, rightfully. Yeah, honestly. And then, like, yeah, Rusty is fed up with Cappy and he actually, like, leaves him, <laughs> leaves in air quotes and says, Say hi to Evan for me. And, and he's then, like, who has the WD 40 now? Bye. Yeah, power move. So then he comes back and he, like, dissolves he dissolves Cappy no he dissolves Cappy's uh duct tape so all of a sudden they hear a car coming up and they immediately assume that it's the Omega Kai's right and so they sneak out of the back of the shed and then we see not they like kick down like half a wall they don't even go out the door they like kick down like part of a wall and escape yeah and like they would also totally be seen from this side too so I'm like not quite sure how they escaped they're just panicked. Um, so in this moment, we see Anthony Hopkins come <laughs> in with the pledges to basically like rescue them. And then he like asks if the brothers will be mad when they realize that they actually kidnapped 
Cappy and Rusty, and then they lost them. They're such hacks. They really are. It's like, I was literally just like rolling my eyes. I was like, no, no, this cannot be. Did you see this coming? No, I didn't. You thought it was the Omega Kai's? I truly thought it was the Omega Kai's and I was like, weird, but okay. I wasn't sure if it was the Omega Kai's, but I wasn't thinking it was the pledges. Mm. Like the Omega Kai's felt too obvious. Right. And it does make sense since they were talking about not having done anything and then they chose this. It was the Gamma size. <laughs> they are the- what was the, uh, I don't even know what they were going for. I think they, I don't know. It's, it doesn't make any sense. They're Should so have kidnapped dumb. Evan. Exactly. Uh, let me be a KT pledge. Put me in, coach. So now Rusty and Cappy are running around outside. They're like running through the woods. I mean, it's kind of looks just like a road. Um, I guess they're like running up a hill, if you will. And they are trying to find their way back to campus and they start arguing with each other. And, like, they're kind of arguing about which way to go to get back to campus. And they're so angry at each other. They they basically decide to go separate directions. Yeah, Cappy tries to pull the seniority card. card and Rusty's like, no, bye. Yeah, and it's like, really, their argument is, like, Rusty just really wants to know this, like, grand revenge plan. Which I guess is, well, like... Well, and he's just, he's mad about the Evan thing. yeah. True, he was just punched by Evan. So like, like all over the place and not telling him anything. And like, I think he's annoyed because he thought they were closer than it seems that they are. And Cappy is doing nothing to make him feel any better about it. He's tough. He's being tough in this episode and of late. Like throwing up his hands and running in the other direction. Yeah, it's like seriously. So now we're in Grant and Calvin's room and Calvin asks Grant if he'll come along next time he meets with Adam and they start talking about spring break and Calvin tells Grant that he doesn't want to spend spring break on the gay cruise and he'd rather go to Myrtle Beach and be with his friends, even though he hates Myrtle Beach. Um, And Grant suggests that he go on. So Grant's kind of like, okay, maybe like I'll just go on the gay cruise then and uh, you can go to Myrtle Beach. And he kind of says this like, quick like in a way that he's he seems kind of upset that Calvin doesn't want to go yeah he's like well whatever kind of like I'll do me you do you like it's kind of like an F you and because he's also like I don't understand why you want to go like Calvin's like I don't want to go spend spring break with a bunch of gay guys that I don't know and Grant's like oh so you'd rather go spend it with a bunch of homophobic guys which is like fair enough yeah it's that is a fair argument their one um, chance to get away from trip. I was literally, I, I wrote down, I would go anywhere that trip isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the gay cruise still would be a lot more fun. Like, I'm sure there's like fun activities they could do as, as a couple. Yeah. And if it's yeah. the same price, like, meet, meet friends. I mean, I don't see myself as a cruise person. Like, being stuck on a boat does not appeal to me. Same. But neither does being stuck in Myrtle Beach. Like, actually, both <laughs> right. of those things sound quite bad. Mm-hmm. yeah so grant apologizes because he knew he kind of like crossed a line there uh but calvin is like it kind of seems like you want to explore more like the single gay world than being in a relationship with me yeah sad and also though like i do think this is probably 
is part of like even subconsciously what Grant is thinking. But at the same time, he wanted to go with Calvin. Like he's very clear that he really yeah. wants Calvin to go. He's not like secretly planning this. He's not like trying to meet someone else. But I also think Calvin is just like, Calvin has been annoyed at Grant for half this season anyway. So I think he's almost like, I don't think that this is like actually fully what's happening, but it's a little essence of being like, I'm going to get this guy to break up with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he wants something else. I mean, as soon as Grant came out of the closet, Calvin was like, Ick, okay. Ick, Ick, Ick yeah. Move into the icky house. <laughs> I it's yeah, Calvin's almost like trying to visualize and see the differences between them like so much, it seems. Yeah. yeah, like I don't think his read is wrong. Like I don't think it's like I think that clearly Grant is in like an exploratory phase of his identity. However, Calvin doesn't want to be a part of that. <laughs> right no and so now Kip, Cappy and Casey are driving in the red Prius and they're looking for Rusty um so we imagine that Cappy probably just called Casey because he got lost well he got to the gas station that he knew was there (laughs) oh true that's right and uh Casey suggests kidnapping her competition Eliana (laughs) and even Cappy tells her she's screwed he's like oh my gosh like She's from California and Venezuela. Like, there's no way. He calls her a Cali Zalen, a Cali Zalen. He's like, Yeah, they start using that (laughs) term to describe this pageant winner. And Casey's like, Maybe I should just let Rebecca compete so she can lose to that supermodel. And Casey's like, I know, right? And Casey's like, she's just pissed that she wanted to compete and I didn't support her. And Cappy kind of stops her and he's like, wait, why? Like, why didn't you support her? Yeah. And he's like, maybe you don't always have to be the hero. No, he's like, it sounds like this might just be the last cat chance for Casey to save the day. Ooh. Like, whoa, red or to filth. But also it's like, Cappy, maybe stay in your lane because of some recent behavioral issues that Casey <laughs> is being kind enough to overlook until May. Like I know he's so quick to point out Casey's character flaw here. Yeah. <laughs> the last chance for Casey to save the day. Oof. 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 Ow. So then they find Rusty and uh he's like on the side of the road. <laughs> Russ. So and, now, and uh, Cappy's like, "Who has the hybrid vehicle now?" Yes, call back to the WD forty line. <laughs> Shout out WD forty. They're actually sponsoring this episode. <laughs> I use it, it to uh, dissolve all of my adhesive. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, it would be kind of good to have. Like, I feel like duct tape is really stubborn. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Huge if true, WD-40 dissolving duct tape. I used to use a lot of duct tape, like on my Irish dance shoes. Oh. So they would get so slippery, so you have to duct tape them. Aw, can't be slipping and sliding. No. So now we're at the golf tournament, and Evan makes a putt. Um, And then Beaver throws a candy bar on the grass and goes, duty 
duty on the course. We have to clean the course. And Evan's like, Evan calls him a jackass. And he goes, we're already done, jackass. Yeah, Evan, I think, was playing against himself. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, like, a little confused. Like, honestly, I don't understand golf either. So I was like, okay, he made the (laughs) hole. So that seems good. No, because it's the end. They've already played. Now it's been, like, hours. Yeah, who did he play against? No one. He wins by default. He must have been playing against the other. No, because he's saying he won by default. I think it was like brackets. I think it was like Omega Chi against KT and then maybe like other houses against each other. Because they they say repeatedly like, yeah, we won by default. You didn't show up. That's so weird. That's so weird. So in that moment, uh, Cappy and Rusty drive up in a golf cart. Oh, this is so cringe. And then the ref, there is a referee. I don't think there are refs in golf, but the ref no. is like, this is, it's too late. And then Rusty and Cappy explain that they were kidnapped by the Omega Kais, but the Omega Kais are like, what? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, it was, the, it was that black SUV over there. And then Dana points to the black SUV that the KTs drove and sh- it's dump trucks. Okay, I'm sorry. Is dump truck also a secret Nepo baby? He has like- Yeah, an Escalade. Yeah, like an Escalade. Like a f- he's a freshman or sophomore in college and he has a black Escalade. Oh, it's so embarrassing. And they and the Omega guys are like, oh God. Like yeah, how like rewarding must that be? It's humiliating for all involved. So now we're at the ZBZ house and Ashley is training Casey on her walk for the pageant. She keeps saying chest out and smiles. She's like chest out, chest out. (laughs) And then Abby, AKA Kelsey brings over the gown. Uh, Gosh, Kelsey has a long, she's like on the show quite a bit. Um, Yeah, she's a pivotal role in this. So she brings over the goal, she, the goal, she brings over the gown and Casey freaks out because the gown is a lot shorter than like what she thought it would be. And yeah, Abby says, yeah, it was supposed to be, it's, it's like a rule that it has to be floor length. It's like part of the competition. And Abby says the tailor said that some little blonde came in with new measurements and she thought it was Casey. And like Ashley and Casey immediately know that this was definitely Natalie and Casey's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And then Wait, Rebecca- also Ashley's like, that would be a floor length gown on Natalie. <laughs> yeah, like another like <laughs> dig at her height. And then Rebecca, okay, yeah. So Casey's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then Rebecca says that she has a few gowns that would be perfect for the competition. And Ashley's like, really? From where? And Rebecca says, from being rich. <laughs> and she says she can win the pageant since she's been walking around and fake smiling for years period i was like you know what that is true she's a politician's daughter like she would be perfect for this and casey like doesn't really want to give it to her she, you can tell she's like very hesitant about this but she's probably also thinking about what cappy told her recently and she doesn't have a gown like she has no gown she has no gown go? And so Casey, like, reluctantly agrees. And Rebecca's so excited. She's very pleased. She's and the thing ear about ear. Rebecca is, like, you actually really don't need to give her that much for her to be, like, in a good mood and happy. But Casey has been, like, obsessed in this episode and some episodes before, not all the time, with, like, tamping her down. It's like, all you need to do, 
literally like it's the opposite of give a mouse a cookie like should give give rebecca a cookie and she's fine she's not gonna ask for anything else yeah and casey's like how do i give her this cookie but she's like not giving her the cookie she wants even though it's kind of clear to casey what that cookie is and casey's cheeks are stuffed like chipmunk's cheeks with like eight chips ahoys in each cheek and she's like well i can't give her a cookie because then she'll want more yeah and she'll take away my cookie (laughs) so uh, anyway now we're at dobblers (laughs) (laughs) so now we're at dobblers Catherine is emceeing the pageant she's like this was happening at dobblers yes it transformed that they really transformed the decor was astonishing and uh Catherine's saying this is the Greek goddess of brains and beauty competition. She's like, this is not a night about objectifying women. And then like a bunch of guys just walk out and they're like all upset. But I love Catherine's like, okay, fill in the spaces. Look, there's room. Fill it in. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so the competition starts and a bunch of sorority systems sorority sisters are like strutting down the runway in ball gowns. And Eliana walks out and she's totally a pro. Like you can tell she like is a pageant girl through and through. Laura is praying for her to slip the same way um, in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire during that Quidditch match. Or is it Goblet of Fire? When it's like Snape mumbling that spell to counteract what Mad Eye Moody is who, of course, classically is not Mad-Eye Moody in the fourth movie. Jacqueline, are you following this? <laughs> I <laughs> love The Goblet of Fire. I had that one on DVD growing up, so that was the one I, like, watched the most. Yeah, I watched that one recently. But, like, she's, like, mumbling on her under her breath, like, an incantation, the way Snape is. Ooh, maybe it is an incantation. A spell. She definitely gives off, like, slightly witchy vibes. Sure. She's, like, a quirky witch. Mm-hmm. Um... Which <laughs> so Rebecca walks out and we like get a close-up of Evan. He kind of like smiles a little bit, like he's proud of her. Yeah, and he's like, like interested. Yeah, he has he he's like out of breath. He's like, oh. like when he sees her, he's gagged. He's down bad. Baby boy is down bad. He's gagged. That's a good way of putting it. He's like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. I miss her. And then, oh my God, he's wearing trip. the necklace under. He's, he's wearing the necklace. He made. He used a three D printer to make um a carbon copy of the necklace. He, he has the own. necklace. Oh, true. He has it from Zale. He stole it. <laughs> um. So trip, trip, and another Omega Kai brother. I'm sorry. Oh, they are the worst brownie. people. His little lackey. This guy follows him around everywhere. He, he doesn't have a name. All he does is appear when Trip is doing something terrible and like egg it on. Yeah. So they start when Rebecca's like she reaches the end of the runway and they start yelling like slut, tramp, and like they're yelling it at Rebecca. It's awful. It's literally so like, how is that allowed? How did no one besides Evan like? Yeah. Everybody just like sorted out. I know everyone just kind of looks around like what the fuck. Like you can see the ZBZ's faces, like they're all like, what? And like Natalie is the only one who's thrilled. And like that's gotta violate some sort of like Greek life or student handbook. What? Oh my god, I just came up with a conspiracy theory. I don't think they did it because of Evan. I think they did it because Trip likes Natalie. 
Oh, you're right. And she probably told them. To I do don't it. know. I think also Trippie likes to be a huge douche. And probably Natalie was like, why don't you do that? And he's like, no problem. Well, I also that, thought too that like he was Trip probably going to do like, it anyway. I yeah. thought Trip. I, I I knew that Evan wouldn't have told them to do it, but I, I thought that Trip and his lackey would have thought, oh, we're doing this because she like yeah. messed with Evan. Yeah. I they don't like Evan. They think I he's know, I think poor. That's the obvious like thing. I think that's what Cappy thinks too, but I don't know. I'm being a conspiracy theorist this episode and I think it's because Trip has a crush on Natalie. <laughs> I could see that, but I also think Trip is just a hater. He's he a, is a hater. misogynist. Like, I think it's just... It's what he does. It's he's, what he does. Yeah, he's truly the worst. He's a homophobic misogynist. You know that Trip now has like a podcast with like five listeners where he talks about like the American male. Uh, <laughs> Evan goes up to them. And he's like, what the hell? Like, sh- oh, he says, shut the hell up. And he's super mad at them. And Rebecca and like, I'm is- like, why don't you punch them? If you're punching, yeah, I'm people- like, you punch Rusty like that. <laughs> um and in dobblers it's not like he's scared of cameras yeah rebecca's like visibly thrown off but she puts on a fake smile and just kind of like walks back off the runway and she tries to like just compose herself she also was looking like a goddess like true goddess form and it was actually like she you could tell she was like a little thrown off by this but she really was well composed like she barely like reacts like she kind of just like Stops smiling for a second and then immediately puts on her smile again. Mm. Like a pro. Calvin shows up to another coffee date with Adam and Dale. And Dale asks where Grant is, but Calvin says they're having issues. And Adam's immediately like, what are the issues? (laughs) And Calvin tells him about the gay cruise disagreement. Also, like the way in the first scene with Adam in this scene I almost thought it was like they were like partnering with some like LGBTQ youth like initiative because he's delivering some of these lines in such an after school special way like in the way that they would like talk about like abuse in the household on like certain like 90s sitcoms when they tackled like a larger problem and he starts to talk about it in this way like in this very like matter of fact like almost like Mr. Rogers neighborhood he's like we had a dispute over a gay cruise for spring break (laughs) and it's just like the the tone is so like I get now knowing that the kid is in high school or whatever like I think it's a protective tone probably but it was just yeah funny. yeah like it's more of like it's like intentionally patronizing because he's older um but dale is like hey calvin can you come over here with me and he kind of walks away from the table with calvin he's like you were supposed to show adam that if you're gay you can be in a healthy relationship and a gay cruise is promoting promiscuity and dale says he was supposed to help him not betray him like a gay judas and also he's like, and by the way, thanks for being concerned about me having issues with Grant, which is true. Like Dale. Yeah. Calvin's like, I wanted to show him all the facets of gay life. And like, yeah, thanks so much for your concern about me and my relationship. And Calvin also then goes back to the table and he tells Adam that he and Grant may not work in the long run. And he tells Adam that you can't hide your feelings because relationships are hard whether they're gay or straight and then dale has a realization tangentially but but also while calvin is saying this dale is like or they might make up tonight 
chastely. Oh my <laughs> Using god. the term chastely is so funny. So now Happy confronts Evan and Evan's like drinking like his feelings away. He's like sitting at a table. I think he's alone. And Cappy confronts Evan about Trip and his lackey yelling at Rebecca. And Evan is like, oh, I didn't tell them to say that. And Cappy is like, well, they're taking directions from you. Like, they're following your lead. And that's when Evan stands up and is like, well, maybe I punched the wrong guy. It's like, no, yeah, you did. You should be punching Trip. Seriously. You, if you feel the need to punch Evan. Jesus. Or maybe just take a boxing class and get this rage out. Somebody needs to get him, like, a Rumble subscription. Seriously. (laughs) So that's when Rusty runs over to break up this fight. And Evan just ends up kind of, like, walking away. Like, he's like, whatever. And um, Cappy is like, oh, wow, Rusty. Like, that was pretty impressive. And Rusty immediately doesn't even say anything. He's like, I just don't even know how you friends with that guy like he just turns it right back on Cappy he still has not forgiven him for re-befriending Evan and Cappy is like well I thought he could change and I you know wanted to believe he could be the person that I thought he was or could be and Rusty says he cannot believe that Cappy would trust Evan but wouldn't trust him with the new revenge plot which feels a little bit like a jump but whatever and Cappy finally lets it slip. He's like, I don't have a plan. That's why you don't know about it. I don't have a plan. I can't think of anything. I'm having revenge block. And Rusty asks, you know, like, well, why didn't you ask me for my help? I'm supposed to be your friend. And he says to Cappy, you need to quit being my hero and start being my friend. Which is such a weird thing to say to someone. Also, like, did we know that he was like trying to be Rusty's hero or was Rusty just in his mind that's making him the hero we need to stop being polite and start getting real what's that from again the real world the real world right okay Casey goes backstage and she finds Rebecca and Rebecca's like dabbing away her tears and um it's really so sad like she's trying not to cry like she's not letting herself like have a sob but you can tell she really wants to and Casey's like those guys are stupid you know don't listen to them but then she also makes this weird comment where she's like it's nice to know you have tear ducts yeah it's like can we can she stop can you stop bullying her please like for five seconds also like it's not some people don't cry like some people cry some people don't cry some people are not criers and honestly respect and we know Rebecca is a little bit emotionally repressed so like let it be um so then she's like well why did you you know why did you want to do this I'm so surprised like why would you want to put yourself out there like that and Rebecca is like, I wanted to show everyone that I didn't care how people see me. That's when Casey's like, well, do you still care about Evan? Well, no, she's like, do you, do you want to show everyone or, or yeah, Evan. show Evan? Yeah. And, and Rebecca is like, it's like, why does it matter? She, <laughs> you know, but she does admit that she like still cares about Evan. And, you know, she thought 
that it would work out because like he's messed up like her and he would understand her better than anybody else would and she feels bad you know she feels like she screwed this thing up for the whole house and she says Casey you would have been a better choice and then Casey does redeem herself in my eyes she says this competition is about elegance and strength and the fact that you went out there after everything that happened to you that's you know what this is about you're embodying those characters confidence and confidence and you know what Rebecca is very confident absolutely um and so yeah Casey says she can't think of anyone who has more of those qualities than Rebecca and says she was the perfect choice so Rebecca's like I just don't know if I can go out there again for the I guess it's the question round next and Casey's like, you can because you're the future of ZBZ. And she says, you know, regardless of if we win this and we're number one again, we will be number one eventually. And it'll be because of you. So nice. Which is really sweet. I liked that. And it's true. Rebecca will make sure they're on top. Oh, yeah. Whether it's by like a Franny type of way or by a casey way that's up for debate but zbz will rise again so now we are at the answer round and we find out from Catherine that iliana's fourth language is english this woman is multilingual queen so she's they having... only at oh were you gonna say what oh no no go ahead because they only ask her what her favorite course at cru is and she says yeah. english yeah so she gets a bit of a lob of a question and then it's Rebecca's turn next and we find out when Catherine announces Rebecca that she has a passion for calligraphy yeah I noticed that too I was like interesting yeah very Jenny Humphrey of her (laughs) right um Dodd (laughs) I'm just on I have to go so then the question that Rebecca gets is about like healthcare reform <laughs> and like it being debated in Congress and what the answer is to like America's healthcare problem. And of course, Ashley like looks at Casey. She's like, this is so rigged, like obviously. And Rebecca starts to answer. Honestly, she's a pretty good person to get this question because of her, you know, familiarity with congress but she starts to answer and she's like you know this is a life or death like question because people are gonna die if we don't figure this out but then she's like but also it's a lot about hypocrisy and then she launches into what is essentially the barbie speech you guys she really is actually yes she gives the america ferrera monologue before greta could ever write it she's like first Dillashaw did it first, you guys. Um, she should get a nom for it this season. So Dude, anyway, she... Margot Robbie was still in Australia, I'm sure. Yeah. So she's like, you know, women are held to a higher standard, and no one here is a god or a goddess. We're humans. We all make mistakes. And she's like, I recently made a mistake, but there's only one person who has the right to speak to me about it. And she says, she says, I'm Rebecca Logan and I'm a ZBZ and I'm damn proud of both. 
Not me getting chills at that scene. Honestly, and Evan is full of pride. So is Catherine. (laughs) She loves this answer. Catherine, like, wipes a tear. Like, Catherine is moved. She's doing that, the same coach clapping that she was doing at the softball game. Yeah. Well, this is what Catherine wanted the whole competition to be about, right? She's like, it's about strong, powerful women, seeing who's the strongest. She's like, Rebecca understood the assignment. She understood the assignment. Oh my God, Catherine, you would have loved the Barbie movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Casey and Ashley, they're cheering. Catherine's so happy. Everybody's kind of like exploding with cheer at this. We see Catherine, she's going to announce the winners. She's announcing the winners of both tournaments. So first she's announcing the golf tournament winner. And obviously it's Evan because we find out he literally was playing at a pose. So big shocker here. They crown him, and then next she answers the Greek goddess, and it is Re- first. Oh, I was just gonna say first she goes. Didn't they look fantastic and empowered? <laughs> <laughs> I love that voice that she does. <laughs> um, and so then it's Rebecca Logan herself, and everyone cheers. She comes out to accept her award. She has to stand next to Evan on the stage. I and was he- scared they were gonna do a switch up here. I was like, don't do this. Like, don't do this. And she looks simply ravishing. She looks great. He congratulates her and he starts to say something. He's like, about what you said. And she's like, save it. She puts a hand up, talks to the hand. And he kind of like storms off of stage, like off of the stage. Yeah, he rips his crown off and it's like. And Tripp and his lackey follow suit. I hate Tripp and his lackey. What's that guy's name? Um no so now crab boil back to <laughs> call back harry potter cappy once again confronts evan and he's like i still want to play you in golf it's that wasn't fair you know it's a technicality whatever let's play night golf and evan's like well why would i agree to that like what do i get and cappy says you get Pickles Uncle's Beach House in Myrtle Beach, where we're supposed to be staying for spring break. And Rusty's like, no, no, no. Like, we have nowhere to stay if we lose. And Cappy says, we're not going to lose. And Evan's like, well, what do you get? Like, if you win. And Cappy says, we get the Omega Kai House for 24 hours. We're going to throw a party and you guys aren't invited. And Rusty is again like, and all the Omega Kai's are like, they're going to destroy the house. No, no. <laughs> and Rusty is Which like, is true. They yeah. would. They would 100% destroy 100%. it. 100%. Have you seen the KT house? It's unlivable. And Rusty's like, Cuppy, you no, know, like, don't do this. You know, and he tries to make a, a plea with uh, Cappy to not bet that the beach house. But before he can really say anything, Evan's like, no, we agree. So night golf it is. So now Calvin walks into his room and he asks Grant if he wants to go to the night golf tournament. And Grant's like, I was actually going to go grab a beer at Gentleman's Choice if that's okay. And Calvin's like, you don't need to ask my permission. Of course, that's fine. And Grant's just like, I just don't even know like what I... No, because he says, you don't need to ask my permission if that's what you want. And Grant says, I don't know what I want. And Calvin, yeah. I think you do. <laughs> yeah. And Calvin says, I think that you want to be single. And Grant's like, no, like, I don't even care about the cruise, honestly. 
And Calvin's like, no, like, that's not what I mean. You came out of the closet and went straight into a relationship. And he says that he feels like Grant feels that he missed out and that he wants to know what it's like to be single. And Grant doesn't deny this. He's like, it's kind of true, but he's like, I'm just so grateful to you, like for how great you were with everything and helping him come out. And he's like, and I love you. Mm. It's really sad. And Calvin's like, I love you too, but you know, I need to be some with someone who wants to be with just me. And it's like, <laughs> is that true, Calvin? <laughs> you know, but I get off. He's like, I don't want grateful. Like, yeah which yeah it is kind of like oh it's giving like student teacher dynamic it really is it's a weird dynamic yeah right and he's like um Calvin's like I want somebody who wants to be with me and just me so much that they are still in the closet and stay in there forever um he he asks like Grant like do you think that you could do that or do you think that you're ready for that and Grant's like I don't know what to say and Calvin's like I think you just did and Grant can't believe they're breaking up he's like really shocked by this but I think he also feels that it's right and he thanks Calvin for everything that he did for him and how supportive he was and Calvin says you don't have to thank me you know this is what I would do anyway and they hug and it's really sad and it's really sweet and bittersweet but also, this is what I mean, like, like, I don't think it was, like, manipulative, but literally Calvin, no. like, walked into the room and was ready to break up with himself. Like, at no right. point in this conversation was Grant, like, I want to break up with you and I don't want to be with you. Right. Like, I guess I could be curious about being single. And it probably is true. Like, I'm not saying it's not, but it's just, like, Calvin literally just broke up with himself. Because 100%. You know, Calvin was ready to be done with this relationship. And I, it, I... I agree for all the reasons that he did it. And I think they're all true. But then I also think there's this added layer of he didn't like Grant, like in that way. In a relationship with Grant. He was ready for it to end. Yeah. Like he loved him, but he didn't like him. Yeah. And interesting to see the dynamic of six more weeks living in the same room broken up. Oh, we'll see. I didn't think about that. So night golf has commenced. They're going to be playing with glow in the dark balls, which actually looked really fun, even though I can't golf for shit. But like the idea of this sounded kind of fun. I don't know. I like glow in the dark. That sounds like interesting. Absolutely. Um, so Heath like comes up to Calvin and asks if he's okay. Cause I guess Calvin looks kind of bummed. Heath can smell a single guy uh, like in the Yeah, air. there's he blood knows. in the water and Heath is a little shark. And he's, he knows there's a Calvin's back on the market and Calvin's like, actually Grant and I just broke up. And he says, sorry to hear that, but he's not sorry. No, he's not sorry at all. What if he started dating Keith? Heath? Oh my God. Heath? Heath. I wrote Keith. Oh my God. (laughs) Season three, episode 19. I'm writing Keith. Oh Oh my God. God. Um, watch Heath date Grant I know he won't but oh my gosh I think that would make me really sad for some reason I wouldn't like that that would be upsetting he I I don't think he has that in him obviously I think they're planting a seed for a rekindling of sorts yes right in Myrtle if you will so now it's Evan's turn to hit the golf ball 
and he does and he gets like he gets it really close Keith is looking through binoculars and he sees it it's like very close to the hole and then Kathy's like Rusty I want you to swing for me and Rusty's like I don't know about this like no thanks and because we also all know Rusty's never shown an ounce of athleticism no and he's like I know that you'll do the right thing and which is insane he like crouches on the ground in front of Rusty and is like to be the ball and he keeps saying that and he's saying be the ball and Rusty's like hey you need to stop talking so he tries and he gets it like maybe 10 feet yeah it is like really humiliating and he Heath is like yeah it's right there because he was using the binoculars he's like guys it's right there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and they lose the house and like the KT brothers are like in tears yeah, and at this point, I'm like, what the fuck was that about, Cappy? So I was going to ask you guys. So what what did you think at this point watching it? I was annoyed. I was too. Yeah. I was like, I thought I thought that they just lost it. Like, I, I didn't think there was anything else behind it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Cappy is in his flop era. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. another flop. Yeah, you're right. It does kind of line up. So now we're at the ZBZ house and Casey and Ash walk in and they announce Rebecca as the winner. And Ashley mm-hmm. is like, it's tradition for all the seniors to give a gift to the house and they want to give their gift early. ZBZ is the number one house once again. And then they hand out these absolutely foul t-shirts that <laughs> say so. ZBZ number one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, these were cheap. Like Which- red bubble. But was that that website yeah. where you Custom can make a t-shirt yeah. which for one thing i would love to say you had to have these made early so what were you going to do if you lost and then you had to, it's like those shirts they send to other like they send like uh they like throw away those shirts and they send them places that like <laughs> when playoffs lose and stuff and then there's people around the world wearing shirts that are like you know, like Phillies world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that what they would have done? But then also, like, it's not very number one house to be wearing a shirt that says number one house. But what year is this? 2010? Yeah. It's giving I'm the number one guy in this group. <laughs> so, yeah. So everyone is so excited about these t-shirts. Dale approaches Laura and he says to her, I don't want to hide our relationship anymore like I, if we're gonna be together then we need to be like public and she leans in like she's about to like kiss him and she says no and so they're over and Dale announces to everyone he's like hey guys so Laura and I aren't seeing each other anymore <gasps> so you know I'm back on the market yeah, he says eating- we're not involved in a semi-sexual relationship any longer and it's crickets crickets <laughs> defeating the entire purpose of why she wanted to be private I loved this this pettiness on Dale's part just chef's kiss he's gotta let the ladies know all the air left that room I know but also also I was just gonna say it was so nice to see Rebecca like reveling in this got her flowers like she finally had her moment yeah it was really totally see her really happy also I will say when Dale announces this like yes it's very quiet but no one feels shocked yeah 
I feel like Lara is probably like has a reputation of she's a wild card yeah so now we're at KT and Cappy like gathers everyone in the pool table room it's like gather around ye pool table and um he and Rusty look at each other and they just start laughing and everyone is like what what's going on and that's when Cappy reveals that they wanted Evan to win and that's why he had Rusty hit for him. This moment, I was like, oh, this is sinister. Like, whatever is about to come is same, sinister. Same. <laughs> I felt weird. I didn't, I Me felt too. weird. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, you know, we wanted to give they had to get the beach house as part of our revenge plan and And before they like announce that though they announce that rusty is now revenge chair yeah yeah so that cappy says i nominate rusty my friend my brother as revenge chair and all the guys clap and they're so excited and rusty turns around an easel that has one of those big yellow like giant post-its on it and it says mission probable and he says phase one is complete and phase two is in myrtle beach and they turn it around we don't see but there's gasps yeah and i am feeling actually scared and the thing is like now that rusty is given this runway like Mm -hmm. the same way that casey has been tamping down rebecca cappy has been tamping down rusty Mm -hmm. when the whole time rusty does save the day a lot does come up with plans a lot always makes it so that kt at some extent comes out on top Mm -hmm. in otherwise completely like foiled plans and now that he has this like recognition, I'm like this could lead way to Rusty's revenge era, his full villain era. Like, I I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm a little bit scared that now he has the reins. What's that movie um, with Maya Hawk? Do revenge? Oh, I liked that movie. I liked it too. It was, it was silly. cute. I didn't see it, but I'll take your word that it's applicable. Well, it's fun. It's all about the revenge. Title. The title in and of itself. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to the season. Myrtle Beach. A return I to Myrtle. I'm feeling scared. I'll say it again. I'm scared. Back to the beach. I'm scared. Grab your bowl of popcorn and a blanket. White House, back to beach. Last time we were at this beach... What was his name? Chad? The Hollies monster? No, Rusty's fake ID. Oh, Chad Stewart. Chad Stewart was (laughs) with us. (laughs) Oh, singer-songwriter Chad Stewart. (laughs) Oh my god, I I have not thought about that episode where he had to go play at that girl's wedding. (laughs) Oh my god. Honestly, that might be one of the funniest episodes. It's so funny. That is a good one. Yeah, that's where he has this uh, like sangria sunrise. No, the Singapore sling. <laughs> because Chad Stewart traveled to Singapore. <laughs> oh, so good. Winners and, and Chad losers. Stewart is in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh. I mean, winner, obviously. I'm giving it to Rebecca, literally and metaphorically. She yeah. won Greek goddess and yeah. she finally got her recognition and she didn't let the sourness take her down. I know. She I think I got to give it to Rebecca too. Said, I'm not going to do it, but she didn't. Yeah. Ahead of her time, really. Mm-hmm. I agree. I Rebecca was my winner. She wins across the board. 10, 10, 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loser. Uh, a loser. I'm going to go like keep it down the fairway pun golf pun trip and his little crony yeah 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 he sucks bad vibes i know he's an ancillary character but that's fine i'm giving it to an ancillary i'm giving it to ancillary characters i'm giving it to the kt pledges i was gonna say too i was gonna say the kt pledges they're just like honestly I get that this was like part of the plot. They annoy me so much. I don't. They're not very yeah. charming. They're not. They're not bringing a lot to the table because the immaturity is also not manifesting in a way that's like kind of funny. Like no. Like Wade was funny. Right. Like, Fair. And to try to ha- carry around a cleaver. Like Jared was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy I can't remember what Fair ever did, but scary. had a messy room. First of all. <laughs> 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 and he was funny about it really <laughs> and it was funny that he did that <laughs> well thanks for joining thanks us for joining us on this down memory lane bye